Welcome to the Modern Goddess podcast. I'm Cindy Johns, and it's my mission to help busy women reconnect with themselves through yoga, mindful movement, meditation, and self-care. This podcast is all about helping you empower the goddess within. For more ways to empower your goddess, please visit me at www.modern-goddess.net. In the meantime, enjoy the episode. Hey goddesses, welcome to our final episode of series four of the Modern Goddess podcast. We've been talking about Lakshmi and how the ancient myths and stories of Lakshmi can be incorporated into our modern day lives to create modern goddess lives, right? Um, So Lakshmi is the Hindu goddess of abundance and we've already discussed how her creation is also the story, the Hindu story of creation itself. Uh, We've established also that we as women are the embodiments of Lakshmi. So we are the embodiment of abundance. It's not always that easy to uh, live that abundant life though in our culture, in our society, which is always telling us to just be a little bit less than, right? Um, <laughs> so I could, I could go on and on and on about how we are portrayed in society. It's a real bugbear for me, but I'm not. I'm going to talk today about honouring yourself as a path to abundance. So I'd like to take you back to the story of the creation of Lakshmi. And when Lakshmi actually came out of the ocean of consciousness, the um, celestial beings, the angels and the demons had been churning, churning, churning the ocean of consciousness in order to find the elixir of immortality so that they could live forever. And while they were doing that, they created the universe and Lakshmi came out of the ocean of consciousness. So abundance came out. And there's a little little part in the story where when she comes out of the ocean of consciousness, everybody that was there was completely um, transfixed by her face, by the radiance and the beauty that was coming out of her face. So in the story, and you'll see this in every picture that you see of uh, Lakshmi, she is, she's dressed beautifully. She's always in a beautiful, usually a hot pink sari. She is resting on a pink lotus, completely open pink lotus. She is usually uh, bedecked in jewels. Uh, The story actually says that what she was adorned in could, was worth many ransoms of kings and queens. So 
you know, she was, she was looking resplendent. She had it all going on. But it, that wasn't what held them transfixed. What held them transfixed was the radiance and beauty coming from her face, her inner radiance shining out. I want to talk about that, basically. I want to talk about cultivating inner radiance, honouring yourself. So I think we can agree that women who... Um, I think, first of all, we can agree that as women, we tend to always put ourselves second, third, last in the, you know, the great scheme of things. If you have children, I think it's an absolutely natural thing that you put yourself, um, your needs after your kids' needs. And we're also taught as women um, not to do that for our partners as well. Um, and while I do believe that in life you can't always put yourself first, life is a series of compromises. Uh, in a relationship, regardless of whether you're in a same-sex relationship or a heterosexual relationship, there's always a compromise between you and your partner. So sometimes you're putting yourself second and you're giving you know, 80% to your partner. Sometimes you're first and your partner's giving more to you and you're taking more. That's just life. And that's just, that's called being in a relationship. But there is a danger when we start putting ourselves second all the time to everything. And then we stop honouring ourselves. We become second fiddle to everything in our life. We compromise at work. We compromise at home. We compromise in our intimate relationships. We compromise in our parental relationships. Um, you know, across the board with your with your girlfriends, you might compromise in in those relationships a lot as well. So, I want to discuss honouring yourself in order to cultivate your inner radiance and your abundance. So if we look at, I mean, if you look, let's be honest, if you look at the face of a woman who is always squashed who she is and put herself second to everybody else's needs and allowed everybody else to be more important than what she is, when you look at her face, you don't see a radiant, shining, abundant face. You usually see a shriveled up, unhappy, tight-faced woman and you don't want to be around her, do you? You really don't want to be around someone who is constantly squashing themselves. Usually that woman doesn't want to be around herself either. But when you think of women or anybody, it's not just women, but we're talking about women. So when you think of women who know who they are, who take care of themselves, who allow themselves to speak out, who allow themselves to have lives that they want to live, who honour themselves, you do want to be around them because they're generally happy and abundant and sharing and giving and laughing and full of love, right? And that is all about abundance. That is abundance. So... Um, my special guest and friend, Snowy Yogini, on our last episode, she, I asked her, what is your definition of abundance? And she said, happiness. And there's so much truth in that. It's such a, you know, we can complicate things, but that's such a simple answer. Happiness 
because happiness begets happiness. If you're miserable and shriveled up because you're not living the life that is true to you, then there is no happiness and no one wants to be around a miserable person, right? So honouring yourself. How do you do that? How do you honour yourself? There are so many different ways and they're all different for all of us, okay? But the first thing, the first thing is ask yourself, are you living the life that you want to live? Is your life giving you satisfaction? Are you happy where you are right now? Look around you and, and you know, all the, all the components that make a happy life for you, and they're different for all of us. Some of us, it's more about having a satisfying job. Some of us, it's about, you know, living in a nice house and keeping a nice home and, and making sure your children are happy and, you know, whatever it is for you, identify that and then look around you and see, are you living that? Is the way you're living your life true to who you are? Do you even know who you are? That's a, such an important question too. I, um, I remember, I think it was a counsellor. It was, I can't remember. Someone was telling me that they, they must have been a counsellor, but they were telling me that they, the first question they asked when women came to see them was, how do you like your eggs? <laughs> because they found that, most women did not even know that because they were so busy cooking eggs the way their family liked it, the way their husband or their partner or their children liked eggs, that they hadn't ever asked themselves, how do they like their eggs? So let me ask you today, how do you like your eggs? Do you know how you like your eggs? Or if you don't eat eggs, porridge, whatever it is, do you know what you like? And if you don't, then that's where you're starting in honouring yourself, finding out what is it that you want from your life. You only have one life. And while it's important to have people in your life to be, you know, social and to have love and to compromise, it's also really important that you are living the life that you want to live. So first question, how do you like your eggs? Do you know what you like? And second question, are you living what you like? Now, it's such a deep topic and <laughs> to squeeze it into like 20 minutes, but I'll do my best. So the next thing is, <clears throat> excuse me, are you doing things for yourself that make you feel good? It's such a, such a simple thing, right? But we forget. We get stuck in life and we're, working and then we're coming home and taking care of whatever needs to be done at home and maybe you're going to church that so you're rushing from work to church and serving in your church or you're serving at school with your kids or you're coming home from work and then studying because you're you know trying to get ahead trying to get a better job whatever it is are you honoring yourself by taking time out for you and doing things that you like uh, do you have a hobby? Do you, is there time every day, not even every day, you know, once a week, is there time that you are taking out to do something that is purely for you? Uh, have you ever read the book The Artist's Way uh, by Julie Cameron? I read it 
quite a few years ago. And to be honest with you, I didn't finish it, but um, there was one part where she talks about creating an artist's date as a date with yourself. And I, I immediately started practicing that because I realized that I did not take out any time in the week that was just Cindy time, just time for me. And it really changed, it changed my mindset and it made me feel better for my, about myself because I did get time to do like an hour of every week where I could just do something that stimulated my creativity. I would suggest, you know, even if you, it doesn't matter how busy you are, take time out every week, at least once a week, to do something that is exclusively for you, whatever that is. It could be going to art galleries. It could be going for a walk in nature. It could be meditating, beautiful yoga nidra meditation. Anything, anything that floats your boat. If you like to do, um, what's that stuff, a scrapbooking, spend an hour a week just scrapbooking, whatever you want to do. If you like to read magazines, for goodness sake, go out and buy your favourite magazine, sit down and spend an hour of just reading that magazine. Make a date with yourself. Make time with yourself to honour what you like. Even, you know, if you have no idea, if you've answered that question, how do you like your eggs, and your answer was, you know what, I have no idea, then take an hour every week to discover how you like your eggs. Try different things. Take yourself out just, you know, an hour of doing something completely different every week until you find what it is that really floats your boat. So there's that taking time for yourself to honour what it is that you like and that what makes your heart happy. Also, I think this is really important, physical appearance. So I don't, I don't want to make any judgments on, um, I don't want you to feel bad about how much time you take with makeup, if you take any time with makeup, if you could care less about how your hair looks or your you know, whether you've had your fingernails done, whatever, we're all completely different. But your physical appearance does reflect, it does reflect your inner self. You know, are, are you honouring yourself by looking the best that you can, however that manifests itself for you? So please, no judgments. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care whether you, what you do in the way you present yourself, but just do it to your absolute best and not for other people to look at you and to go, oh, well, doesn't she look pretty today? Because it's, we're honouring ourselves. Take the time to present yourself in a way that makes you happy. You know, don't feel like I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story that might actually um, bring this point across. So, my very first serious relationship, my um, boyfriend was incredibly jealous. Incredibly, incre like, oh my gosh, it was. <laughs> and I was too young and too stupid to first realize that there was anything really wrong. I actually, I actually felt 
that his jealousy showed how much he loved me. I grew out of that. I grew out of that. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> but because he was so jealous, in order to curb his jealousy, I would do things like I've got really wild curly hair and I would brush my hair back into a really tight ponytail and then I'd turn that ponytail, I'd braid it and then I'd twist it around into a bun. So it was a really, really tight bun. I wouldn't wear makeup and I'd always just wear jeans, boots and a plain T-shirt. The only reason that I did that was to please him because if I put makeup on and, you know, did my hair and all the things that I did before I met him crazily and part of the reason why he was attracted to me, if I did that, then he would be jealous. So I toned myself down in order to make him happy. There was no honour for myself in that. I was changing who I was because of his insecurities and jealousies. Does that illustrate my point more when I'm saying present yourself in the way that you want to present yourself in the world? I'm not trying to say that you have to look a certain way or that your clothes have to be a designer brand or anything like that, but don't present yourself how you feel that other people want to see you. Present yourself as you are. Be who you are in the way you present yourself. Yeah, honour yourself, honour yourself in that way. So three points for you there. First of all, ask yourself, how do I like my eggs? If you can't define, if you don't know, then take time to find out what it is that turns you on, how you want to live your life, how do you want to present yourself in this life? Are you living a life that's true to you? And then presenting yourself in a way that honours who you are. And, you know, on that point, um, people do make judgments about who we are by the way we dress. And we can't get around that. They do say that first impressions count. So why not present yourself exactly as you are? So you're not, you know, you're letting people you know, this is who I am. Hello, this is who I am. Another way that we can honour ourselves is self-care. So, you know, that is a word that is a statement that is bandied around in the Western world so much. And I think, you know, we can get all light and fluffy about it or we can, my, my belief of self-care is, is that it's honouring who you are, taking care of yourself. So to cultivate inner radiance, to honour yourself, to allow yourself to be abundant, I think you also need to care for yourself in a much more fundamental way than just, you know, having a hot bath. That is all good and that is all honouring yourself. But bringing it right down to really fundamental things like self-care in the way that you talk to yourself. Are you bullying yourself? Is your self-talk making you feel bad? I used to have a client a long time ago who would, if she made a mistake in training, that she would call herself an idiot. 
And every time she said it, I would stop her and say, no, you're not an idiot. You just made a mistake. You're a beautiful, intelligent, strong woman. You know, I did that every single time. I must have sounded, you know, so monotonous. But eventually she stopped calling herself an idiot. What are you saying to yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror? What Are you allowing yourself to make mistakes or do you berate yourself every time you do? You know, we are people that are, we are women that are learning. We are growing. We are never perfect. We are always striving to be better versions of ourselves or even to be ourselves in some cases. So watch yourself talk. That is a form of self-care. It's a form of honouring yourself. Your affirmations replace negative self-talk with affirmations. If you find that your self-talk is always negative, you know, I, I always think women would not talk to their friends the way they talk to themselves, beating themselves up about every little thing, right? The size of their bum, wrinkles around their eyes, hair, just really, just everything, everything. Uh, calling themselves stupid. Would you call your friend stupid? No. I mean, if I had a friend who called me stupid, I'd be like, excuse me, what? But self-talk, am I calling myself stupid? I don't think I am. <laughs> I, I certainly um, would have in my 20s, but I did use affirmations to get myself out of it. If you're a if you're a Christian, go and find yourself a scripture that speaks of the way God sees you. There are so many of so many of those in the Bible and start replacing your negative self-talk with positive affirmations. Uh, Louise Hay speaks of mirror work and I love this. It feels really weird at first, but stand in the mirror and look yourself in the eye and say, positive things about yourself. I am strong. I am creative. I am the apple of God's eye. Whatever, whatever it is to build yourself up, replace negative self-talk with positive self-talk. It's self-honoring. Also in self-care, I would also include who are you associating with? If you do have one of those toxic friends who tells you that you're stupid, remove them from your life. If you have, and, and I know this is a touchy subject too, because I know you can't always completely remove yourself from toxic relationships. You might be at work and there you cannot remove yourself from that job right now and there's a toxic person at work but limit your contacts. If you have, if there's someone in your life that's toxic and you cannot extricate yourself from that relationship right now, start working towards removing yourself from that relationship and be aware of those toxic relationships that you can remove yourself from. Sometimes we don't even, we're not even aware that we're in a toxic relationship, that maybe our friendships aren't as empowering as they could be. Take some time when you're with people to monitor your energy levels around them. Do you walk away from them feeling good or do you walk away from your time with them feeling a little bit anxious, feeling a little bit bad about yourself, feeling a little bit less than, feeling like you have to strive more? I've had relationships in 
you know, female relationships in my life that um, at first felt really empowering and then kind of felt like actually you're just bragging about how good you are and I'm never going to measure up. And then that set, you know, those, those relationships for me would then set me off in um, comparison in, oh, I would just change my behaviour so that I could be on their level, right? No one should, no one has the right to make you feel that you are not on their level, just love and acceptance. So be conscious of who you're sharing your time with. Are they empowering you? Are they making you feel good? Are they loving you and accepting you? Or do you walk away from encounters with them feeling less than? That's another way of honouring yourself. Not allowing yourself to feel bad when you're around other people. Sometimes that might mean an adjustment for you. Sometimes it's not even them that's being toxic. Sometimes it's you. You are comparing yourself to them and making yourself feel bad. There's another way of honouring yourself. Stop comparing yourself to other people. You are you. And the clearer you get on how you like your eggs, the less you will care about what other people are doing and how you stack up to their success, stack up to their lives, right? My next point, being honest with yourself. This is, you know, this is such an important point. Honour yourself by being honest with yourself. What are you willing to accept in your life and what are you not? Coming back to that point of compromising, everybody compromises. You need to decide what you are willing to compromise on and be honest on that and stand true to it and be honest with yourself that, you know, maybe this relationship is great because of blah, 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 but you are compromising yourself too much and you are giving this person your power. Time to move on. Be 100% honest in every situation with yourself. We, you know, our society dictates that you cannot always be 100% honest with everyone that you meet, but you can honour yourself by being honest with yourself, not telling yourself lies, being true to who you are and standing strong in who you are. So I'm going to leave it there. But the most important thing for you to take from today's episode is how do you like your eggs honor yourself in knowing what it is that you like that knowing the life that you want to lead knowing how you want to show up in this world honor that honor who you are and the radiance and the beauty will shine from deep within you and people will just want to be around you because you are the embodiment of abundance. Thank you so much for listening. That's the final episode in this series. So I will speak with you again very soon. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me. If you would like to find out more about Modern Goddess, please visit www.modern-goddess.net or join our online community on Instagram at the underscore modern underscore goddess underscore. Speak to you next week.